What's going on, everybody? Before I get into this episode, I want to let everybody know that I have been dealing with a cold over the last couple of days. So if my voice sounds kind of shitty, uh, I'm going to give you an apology in advance. If you don't want to listen, I understand. I know it's not fun to listen to someone sniffle for 45 minutes, but just want to let you guys know if you still want to get some information, then you're more than welcome to listen. But I will warn you ahead of time that it may not sound great this week because my voice just isn't 100%. Uh, but since I'm the only LPGA podcaster that I've seen recently or anywhere that I could find, I wanted to still put out content. So just, just wanted to put the disclaimer out ahead. All right, let's get into it. What's going on, degenerates of the world? Thank you for tuning in to this next installment of the Girls Got Game podcast. I am your host, Joe Butter. I am again solo this week. Um, I gave you the disclaimer in the beginning. I do have a less than perfect voice. I know my voice is perfect and soothing and wonderful and, and enjoyable to listen to, but it may not be so perfect this week. But So just bear with me. I apologize. I'm going to try to edit out any sort of sniffles or coughs or sneezes or whatever I can, but obviously I can't edit out the words. So if there's some struggling, if I'm struggling with the noises a little bit, I'm, I sincerely apologize. Uh, but like I said, since I'm virtually the only one doing LPGA content right now, I still wanted to put out some some audio for you guys to listen to for this week. We got another big event, uh, so I wanted to do it either way. Thank you for bearing with me. I apologize. For the sound, I'll be better than ever next week. All right. So last week we had the Lotte Championship. I realized during the broadcast that I had had been pronouncing it wrong all last week. I was saying lot. Um, I I had never heard of that brand before. So the Lotte Championship, and that was a phenomenal week. I hope you guys listened to me at least on the outright tickets. Lydia Ko was my predictive winner, and damn, did she look good. Uh, Start to finish. I mean, she... Was three back on Thursday um, after a couple 63s were thrown out there, 64s were thrown out there. Um, I mean, she was, you know, five under Thursday and then never looked back. I mean, she's been on fire. Uh, last 90 holes, she's 38 under with one bogey. It's just absolutely absurd what she's doing. I knew she was going to win this week. I knew she was going to win this year. I still think she's going to win a couple more times. And I tweeted out today. She moved up to number seven in the world right now. When I started doing this, she was at 15. That was only five weeks ago. And I firmly believe she's going to be number one by the end of the year. Or she will have at least reached number one by the end of the year. If she stays there, I don't know. But I believe that she's going to get back to the number one player in the world at some point during 2021. She is just playing phenomenally. Her wedge play last week was absolutely incredible. Like that That's vintage Tiger distance control. Like, it was every single hole. It was pin high. And then the middle to the to the back end of Sunday's round, every single shot was within six feet with her wedge. It was it was incredible. Uh, she got off to a bit of a slow start. Her and Nelly Corda together got off to a bit of a slow start on Sunday, or Saturday, actually, which was a bit disappointing. I was looking forward to kind of watching a shootout between the two of them. She let a, uh, The two of them let a couple players back in, seemingly on that front nine and then uh co just went went ham from nine i think she birdied nine ten eleven thirteen 
14. So I think she went five under over a six-hole stretch or seven-hole stretch, whatever it was. Uh, ended up shooting another 65, back-to-back 65s on, say, the weekend, but it was Friday and Saturday. Uh, just to, to close out a seven-shot victory, get back in the winner's circle following Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, Lydia Ko. It's just It's been incredible watching her. Uh, over these last few weeks, she's just been on fire, and anybody with eyes could see that coming. It was incredible. For me personally, it was it could have been a, a ridiculous week if I hit a couple on the bottom because I nailed the top of the board. Um, my two favorite plays were MB Park and Lydia Ko. They finished one-two. Basically, I think I even said it last week. I think I said Lydia or MB Park is going to be the best player in this event, not named Lydia Ko. Um, that those were my two favorite plays. I think I made 23 lineups. I started 14 of them with those two and then tried to mix and match. Um, I had one of them too. And every single one of those two in every single lineup I made, um, and two of both of them and most of them. So it was a good week. Uh, it, oddly enough, my most profitable lineup of the week I tweeted out was, was a four of six. Um, I had two missed cuts and, and I made a little bit of a profit. I, I think I made like 5%. I basically broke even. But that was with not a single six of six lineup. Um, I had one lineup that was MB Park or Lyaco, MB Park, Leona McGuire, uh, who both finished T two. Uh, it just could have been an unbelievable week, uh, but it was okay. It was good. Uh, cashed a second outright ticket in a row following Patty Tavitanikin's win at the ANA Inspiration. Um, this one wasn't as profitable. Obviously, Lydia Ko was a betting. Not the betting favorite, but a betting favorite. So it wasn't as profitable, but it was an obvious choice for me. So I made it, and it worked. But again, that was just an incredible week. That that Saturday was just unbelievable. I mean, Seyun Kim made a charge. MB Park made a charge. Leona McGuire was playing really well. Yuka Sasso was a little bit disappointing over the weekend. Uh, she was rolling Wednesday and Thursday. And big things are coming for her. She's going to be very, very good for a very long time. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out how to win. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, she's 19 years old. She's won twice in Japan. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out how to win. Once you do it, it, it could happen often. She's one of those players that once she cracks that door, cracks that you know feeling into learning how to close out a tournament, it's going to come like over and over and over again. She's, she's really good. Just a little bit disappointing over the weekend, uh, but you'll learn. She'll learn. Tabatana can learn pretty damn quick. Uh, she, she got her major win, her breakthrough win. And I, I see a lot more coming for her. And we, we saw that in her price bump this week. We'll get into it. She jumped a, a big way up the board on, on the DraftKings person. Another week where I think DraftKings did a very good job. There was not as many glaring issues with the pricing similar to last week. They, they're figuring it out. Um, but that doesn't affect us. That doesn't mean that we can't find value. We can still find value. It's just not going to be as glaringly obvious as it was in those first four weeks, which was something that, you know, we try to take advantage of. Hopefully we made a little bit of money off of it while we could, and let's figure out how to find a value now. That's all we got to do. All right, this week we got the Hugill Air Premier LA Open. I am going to refer to this tournament as the LA Open because that's just a mouthful and it's not something that I can handle right now, giving my voice stamina. It's not good. So the LA Open, this is the third time that they've played this event all at the same course. It was canceled last year. Minji Lee won it in 2019 and Maria Maria Jutanagarn won in 2018. Doesn't seem like 
an abnormally hard course from, you know, reading about it and looking at the map and, you know, the whole by whole breakdown. But over the course of two years, two events, there's only been five players total over the course of those two events that have reached double digits under par. Not sure why. Uh, we don't have a whole lot to go off of. I can't really watch old video. Like, I can watch videos, but I can't watch, like, old broadcast or anything. I couldn't find anything. Um, so I'm a little curious to see how the course plays out, why it plays so difficult. Um, there's only six holes with water that's, like, l- really in play. It's There's, like, a tiny, what looks like a narrow stream. Kind of looks like the width of the stream of, like, Ray's Creek at Augusta National, and it just kind of intertwines throughout the entire course. A lot of holes, it comes, you know, in front of the tee box. It's just kind of intertwining throughout the course. There's six holes that I saw just based on the course map where the water's really going to have an effect on the hole. So not very much. Um, the tournament record is 64, which seems not very low, but again, it's only been played twice, uh, which was Megan Kang and Amy Yang, uh, both in 2019. Um, they did that. Uh, par 71 plays just under 6,500 yards. Very similar to last week. Distance-wise, it's going to be a course that looks like it's going to require a good short game. I mean, generally speaking, when you have scores that are not as low, I mean, the winners were minus 14, minus 12, but there was kind of some separation there where there was only three other players over those two years that were you know double digits. So... Tournaments like that generally favor short games, good putters, you know, around the green, good wedge play. Lydia Co. good wedge play. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right. I think it's going to be a fun one. We got another huge field. Basically, everybody plays every week, which is nice. Uh, makes it a lot more fun than the PGA, honestly, because the PGA, you get 15 weeks a year where you get like a big, solid field. This seems like every single damn week you get a big field. So it's a lot of fun. All right. I'm not feeling too well today, so I'm going to try to make this one a little bit shorter and sweeter. Um, I'm not going to break it down as heavily um, as before. Possibly. I said that last time, and I I rambled on for another 55 minutes anyway. But I'm going to try to make this one a little bit shorter and sweeter for you. All right. Let's get right into it. The 10K range... We only got five players going from Jin Young Ko. At, oh, let's, let's go from the top. Lydia Ko, 11,000 even. Se Young Kim, 10-7. NB Park, 10-5. Nelly Korda, 10-3. Jin Young Ko, 10-1. The one really surprising thing I saw this week was Nelly Korda priced at 10300 I thought that was shocking uh, because she's been living right around eleven k for pretty much this entire season and like her average price over the course of the last five tournaments was 10,800 and it's not like she played bad she finished runner-up she came in third at the ANA she has five top tens in six tournaments and the other one is a 28th like I don't understand why she was priced so I, I say so low but that's low for what we've you know become accustomed to with her and like, she's now the fourth highest priced player on, on the board, and it almost seems like, why wouldn't I do this? I mean, I, I do like some other players a little bit equally, but I feel like at that price, that's a ridiculous value. You have to play Nelly Corda this week. You have to. Not every lineup, because I don't necessarily think she's going to win, but I do think that she's going to be 
a player that's going to return value simply because her price dropped $800 from last week after finishing in second. Uh, she had one bad day putting. That was it. She wasn't hitting the ball poorly. The first three days, she was phenomenal. She shot 20 under over the first three rounds. Incredible. She was only one back at Lydia. And then on Saturday, she was, I mean, she literally should have made the turn with a two or three shot lead. I mean, she missed countless six foot birdie putts. One, two, four, six, seven, just over and over and over. And then slowly but surely, that's going to eat at you over the course of the round and you're going to struggle. She got it back together. She got back into a tie for second place. But does that one bad day of putting warrant an $800 price drop and below? You go from the highest priced player over the last couple weeks now to the fourth. Seems a bit odd. I'm, I'm playing her. I think it's obvious. My favorite play in this field is Jin Young, in this in this range is Jin Young Ko at 10-1. Um, she's got incredible course history. She finished fifth in 2019, second in 2018. Uh, she's she also has a price drop. She's been averaging 10,900 this season. She's now at 10-1. Seems a bit odd, also. Um, and I think it's also a very very good leverage play, ownership leverage play, because she's sandwiched between Nelly Corder right above her, Brooke Henderson right below her. Brooke Henderson is always going to be one of the highest-owned players in every event, no matter what her price is, because everybody knows who she is. And she's always featured on on coverage. Everybody's going to play her. She's going to be 25% owned every single week. Last week, she she approached 35, which is exactly where I thought she was going to be. She was a two-time defending champion. Jin Young-Ko is sandwiched right in between them, and she's still the number one player in the world. I know what Lydia Ko's been doing. I know what Nellie Corder's been doing. I know what MB Park's been doing. Jin Young-Ko is still the number one player in the world for a reason. She's played four events this year. She has one missed cut. However, the other three, fourth, fourth, seventh. I mean, she's going to be there. She just is. She's way too good not to be. I also really like Se-Young Kim, who is trending up. She made a very strong charge last week, uh, finished second. In that tie for second, she also finished third at the ANA. Uh, so she's got similar to Corda, actually the same as Corda. She's got a second and a third, and she was runner up here in 2019. So she's got the course history. She knows how to get around this golf course. She knows how to win golf tournaments. It seems like this is a good spot for her. I think she has probably the highest chance of winning this golf tournament. Uh, between her and Jin Young-Ko are my two favorites of, of winning this golf tournament. I like them both a lot. I'm not really fading, per se, anybody in this range. The 11000 price tag on Lydia Ko is going to be tough to get to, uh, but I found a way to get to MB Park at 10-9 last week and still had Lydia Ko at 10-2. I still really like the bottom of the board, even though I kind of struck out on the bottom last week with most of the plays, but that, that price tag is a little bit higher than I was expecting it to get. I still thought Nelly Corda was going to be the highest priced player in the field. Um, I was very shocked at that. Amy Park, I'm going to sprinkle her in. I always do. She's way too good. Um, another runner-up finish. She's now played three times in a row, three events in a row. She finished first, seventh, second. Smash play. It's obvious. She's too good. All right, let's get to the nines. We got Brooke Henderson at 9-9, Danielle Kang, 9-7, Lexi Thompson, 9-5, Minji Lee, 9-4, Jessica Corda, 9-3, Charlie Hall, 9-2, So Yan Ryu, 9-1, Shen Shen Fang, 9,000 even. Big jump for Fang after debuting at 7,400 at the ANA and destroying the board when she came in third, I believe. 
Um, so big jump for her. That's where she belongs. I mean, she's a world-class player. Um, belongs in 9,000. All right. This range, the 9K range just baffles me every week. I, I never really know what to do with it because there's the obvious plays that are up above. There's great value below. And the nines are everybody that could go from, you know, winning the golf tournament to finishing, you know, 43rd. And if that happens, you're not winning anything because if you have, you know, your highest or second highest price player finishing outside, you know, the top 25, you're, you're shit out of luck. You're screwed. Not really interested in Danielle Kang again. She got a huge price drop down $800. That one I believe is warranted. Unlike Nelly's. I don't know. I mean, she, she started off looking good again, but then fizzled. You know, the next three days, finished 33rd, which is the opposite of what she's been doing. She's been starting slow and finishing strong, so I'm, I don't know what to make of it. One of these weeks, she's going to put the four rounds together and win. I just don't know when it's going to be. I don't think it's this week. Uh, Lexi Thompson's the same thing. She's finishing really well. She's just so sporadic, um, you know, throughout the course of the week. She struggled a little bit on Saturday last week. Minji Lee, the defending champion at 94, hasn't really been playing all that great. I, I don't know what to do with it. My favorite play here is Soyeon Ryu at 91. I loved her last week. She played really well. Love her again this week. I think she's got a really good chance to compete and you know finish in the top five. She finished in the top 20 here in 2019. She was 19th, and she was 4th in 2018. So another player with great course history. She's got a great short game. She's producing an 8.5x value on her DraftKings price, and her price actually went down a touch. Uh, which is nice, and I just think she's playing really well. She's got a great short game. She's mediocrely long off the tee, but she's very accurate, great with her irons. Um, she's a good player. She's a good player anywhere, uh, but the course history here kind of gives me gives her the nod over some of the other players in this range um, for me personally. Shen Shen Fang, I don't entirely know what to do with. I don't, I don't know if that. Performance at ANA is going to be repeated, and if it does, then she's a good play. But the value that she produced from that event won't be replicated because the price is too high. She can't produce, you know, a 13x tournament unless she wins by seven, like Coda. She would have to do that, and I don't see that happening. So I, I'm not going to play her. I just I I wouldn't be I wouldn't hate it, you know, if you did, but it's just not going to be my play. My biggest fate here is going to be Charlie Hall at 92. Um, just price is too high. She got a big price bump from averaging 8,700 up to 92. She had a couple good events, a couple bad events. She's not accurate off the tee. She's very mediocre, a little bit below average putter. I don't, it's just this range, I need you to be consistent. And I need you to finish in the top, you know, really the top 15. And the percentage of her doing that is lower than I believe everybody else in this range. I think everybody else is a better bet to finish in the top, you know, 12, 15. Uh, so that's just not somewhere I'm going to go. Although it would be the leverage play because I also believe she's going to be lowest owned in this range. I do believe that. All right. Sorry. All right. Let's go to the 8Ks. We got Hannah Green at 8,900. Patty Tavitanic at 8,800. Big jump from being, I believe she was. 67 when she won the ANA. Uh, so big jump for her. She was she's been averaging under 7,000. Now she's at 8,800. All right. Anyway, moving on. Jenny Shin 8,700. Aria Jitanagarn 86. 
Jungwoo Lee 6, 85. Austin Ernst, 84. Mar- Mariah Jatanagarn, 83. Al Ewing, 82. Megan Kang, 81. Carlota Saganda and Leona McGuire, 8,000 even. What to do here? I'm playing Patty. I'm going to play her every single tournament until she misses multiple, multiple cuts in a row. I just love watching her play. She's so good. She's so long, and she's shown us how dominant she can be when she puts it together at the ANA. I mean, she's so long off the tee. She's so accurate. She's so good around the greens. Her chipping that Sunday at the ANA was unbelievable. She was even a touch off around the green. Lydia Ko would have came back and won that golf tournament. But she was so steady around the green, and it's just when she puts it together, there's not many players out here that can beat her. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be playing her. Jenny Shin at 87 has been playing really, really well. And people are starting to catch on. Her ownership is gradually growing each week. Her price has jumped quite a bit. Um, the 9.5x value that she's been producing is going to be hard to replicate. However, I do think she's going to provide good value at that price. She's been playing way too well. She's top 10 in two of her last three. Uh, just, just playing really good golf right now. Leona McGuire. 8,000. I, I was screaming at everybody to play her last week. She's been playing really well. If it wasn't for uh, Patty winning the ANA, they, they were virtually neck and neck for the Rookie of the Year race. Uh, Patty's got a huge late, uh, huge lead now due to the major win, but McGuire's right there with her. You know, a couple wins, and she's, you know, right in that conversation taking that award, play, playing excellent golf. Really stood her ground under pressure last week. That was the most contention I guess you can say she's been in in her young LPGA career and she handled it really well she played really well on Sunday she got into that tie for second which is playing great golf she's a great putter she's she gains everywhere she's average off the tee distance wise but she's extremely accurate great with her irons good around the greens everything you want coming here the win is coming soon it's just a matter of when and it's a matter of how high is that price going to climb to there's going to be a time this year when she's in the 9,000s. So let's take advantage of it before she gets there. Um, again, I'm going to fade both Jatanagarn's sisters. Arya has been looking just horrible. Uh, she came out hot that first round at the ANA and has played bad ever since. Uh, ended up pretty much coming near DFL after the made cut at that tournament. Missed the cut last week. She just she doesn't look good. She's losing strokes in all four categories that that I'm tracking. It just it doesn't look good. Price too high. Jungun Lee six. Still price too high. She played better last week than she has been. Um, and she got a price drop, which probably this was the wrong week to apply that. Um, the one week that she actually played well, they they dropped her price. The weeks that she was playing like shit, they kept her climbing up into the low nines. I'm still not playing her. I. Uh, there's too much value down below this. It's it's not worth it to risk. You know, she's a legit missed cut possibility, and even when she does make the cut, she's averaging a 56th place finish. She's four or five made cuts, so she's she is making cuts, but she's not doing anything with them. Um, she's only producing she's producing less than six x value on DraftKings, and she's getting solid ownership between you know seven and ten percent. It's just, it's not worth it. And Carlota Saganda is probably the, the best course history in this range, uh, but she's probably the worst player in this range right now. She's playing really poorly. She top 20 each of the first two times they played here, 19th and 12th. 
However, she came in 107th overall in my model for the 23rd highest priced player. Not good value from my point of view. Just hasn't been playing well ever. I, I take out the tournament of champions because there wasn't enough players in it. Since then, 66, 19, 33rd miscut. So trending the wrong way. She had one top 20. That was four weeks ago. And then she didn't play last week. And it's just not looking good. I mean, maybe she looked at something, got something, met with her coach, if she has one, whatever the case may be. I want to see it before I play her, um, especially at this price when there's a better option at the same price at McGuire and bet much better options below in the upper sevens. The upper sevens is a range that I'm, I'm, I'm going to like this week. And so Sagan is not going to hit that. And I think she's going to be fairly high owned because people know who she is. She's been around for a long time and she's got good course history. I think she's going to be about 10% owned. I'll let those 10% deal with that. All right, let's get into the sevens. Man, this one's moving quick. I kind of like this. Uh, this is going to be an easy edit, I think. All right, sorry. Sevens. We got Amy Yang and Jennifer Cupcho at 7,900. Amy Olson and Sophia Popoff at 7,800. Georgia Hall, Gabby Lopez, Mel Reed, 77. A. Lim Kim, Brittany Altamare, Marina Alex, 76. Nana Kurtz Madsen, 75. Sarah Schmelzel and Anna Nordquist, 75. Mihang Lee, Kara Masson, Lizette Salas, 74. Miram Lee, Sung Hyun Park, Yeah Let Me Know, 73. Yu Lu, Lin, Jody Ewart Shadoff, Gabrielle Ruffles at 72. Weiling Su, Azahara Munoz, Annie Park, Kristen Gilman, Christy Kerr, 71. Cheyenne Knight, Jennifer Song, Angel Yin, Ann Van Dam, Pernell Lindbergh, Stephanie Meadow, 7,000. It's a large group. It's a group that I really like, too. Not a whole lot of fades from this group. A lot of loves from this group. Jennifer Cupcho at 79. Price drop. She's playing really well. I'm not really sure why her price went down. She's too cheap for me. And her ownership, she's been averaging around 15%, and I think that might take a little bit of a, of a hit because she hasn't been at the top of the leaderboard since that runner-up finish at drive-on. She quietly finished 22nd last week, played very well. Um, Nothing crazy. Didn't really ever threaten contention. However, the ANA, she finished in 60th, and the Kia, she missed a cut. Um, The problem is her her underlying stats are still solid. So she's just making a couple big mistakes that are affecting her throughout the week. Uh, But the game is still right there, and she's still playing while she finished Pretty well last week. Virtually a top 20. Uh, finished in that tie for 22nd. And just very steady across the board. Everything is solid. There's nothing that's glaringly bad. Uh, she's a little bit above average off the tee. She's very accurate. Really good with her irons. Um, and her putting is you know virtually to our average. Which not great. If she has a good putting week, she's going to really contend. If she has a bad putting week, she could miss the cut. It's what we've seen before. But at this price, it's a risk that I'm going to take. But I'm not going to play it in every lineup. We're going to sprinkle it up a little bit. Uh, but I think this is a really good play. I think Amy Yang at 7,900 as well is also a very good play. Another player, she's made four or five cuts. And I think if you want to play the ownership game, she's going to have a uh, much less ownership number than Cup Cho at the same price. And virtually doing the same thing she's a little bit less accurate with her tee to green game but she's a better putter uh she's averaging a 32nd finish where cup shows a 36th 
virtually the same there, uh, producing the same exact DK value at 8.52. Yeah, it's another good play. I like Olsen at 7,800. I also think that's a little bit too cheap after coming in at 85 last week. Um, she came in ninth overall in my model, uh, which I was surprised about. She's the 27th highest priced player. Uh, that's that's a pretty big discrepancy. Uh, she's producing about 9.5x value, and she's made four or four cuts and finishing in the averaging a 27th place finish. Uh, so that's very, especially at this price point, you know, if you get right around that 20 number and you hit up top, you're in very, very good shape. The only thing she really needs to worry about is her putting. I mean, she's very good everywhere else. Very accurate. One of the best iron players on tour uh, when it comes to the green regulation numbers. She's very good scoring. She's very good off the tee. Putting is dicey. Not horrible. Just a tick below average. So if she just gets a hot putter, that's when we see her you know, threaten a U.S. Open title uh, like we did in December. So I'm going to be playing her. Uh, Brittany Altamari at uh, 7,600. I'm going to go back to it. She's, she opened up at 8 under. Uh, she was a first-round leader last week, tied with Sasso. Fizzled a little bit the next three days, which may hurt her ownership, and I'll take that. Uh, she's been playing really well, even leading up to last week. Uh, she's made four or five cuts, uh, averaging over 8x value on DraftKings. She gains everywhere except for driving distance, which I don't really care about this week. I don't think this is a very long golf course. It's the same length as last week's golf course, and there was a lot of short irons coming into those greens. I was very surprised at how many 110-yard shots I was seeing. Uh, so driving distance virtually means nothing to me this week. I didn't even put it in my model because if you're you know, seven yards below average, I don't think it matters at all. Um, and I don't even think it really helps you to be long. I mean, Lydia Ko is not long. She won by seven. MB Park is very short. Uh, she was in second place. Young Kim is a tick above average, second place. I don't, I don't think it really matters. I think she's a great play. Alim Kim at 7,600 finally, finally showed something after looking horrendous her first two events of the year. She looked great last week, especially on Sunday that, or Saturday. That Saturday was incredible. She got to within two, I believe, like around the turn. It was early for Korda and Co., I think they only played like two or three holes at that point, but Alim Kim made a huge charge in the beginning, and then I, I don't know if it's she saw the leaderboard and saw where she was, or you know the, the putts that were finding the cup were just finding the edge. But that back nine, she just she missed a couple short putts for birdie that could have really made things interesting. All in all, she she got it together and she looked really good. So I, I'm I'm gonna sprinkle her in a little bit. My biggest pivot this week is not something that I've been doing lately, but I'm going to try to do it now, uh, moving forward every week, at least provide one big, giant ownership leverage pivot. I'm going to try to come up with a name for it, have a little theme music. I don't know. I'm gonna, I want to try to spice up the show a little bit, make it sound a little bit more appealing, uh, more pleasing. Uh, but for now, it's just going to be, oh, my big pivot of the week is at 7,500 Sarah Schmelzel. Anna Nordquist is also at 7,500. I think she's going to be roughly 20% owned. She always is. Everybody knows her. She's won majors. She's you know one of the better players over the last you know 10, 15 years. So everybody plays her. Sarah Schmelzel is same price, and I think she's going to be under 3% owned. And she looked really good last week. She's made four or five cuts, producing almost a 9x value on DraftKings. Her price didn't really move too much been sitting at around 72 7300 they bumped her up to 75 which i don't think was enough based on her performances 
very good. Off the tee, great with her irons, tour average putter, uh, putting it together and playing for continuous opportunities to play. She has to keep playing well to keep getting into events. She's not a player yet that can just play whenever she wants. So she's got that added motivation that Nordquist, everybody wants to win. I know that. We all know that. But when you get out of contention, there are players that are going to put more effort into those last nine holes on Sunday to try to you know, sneak their way into a top 15. There are some players that are very well off financially, are very well off success-wise over the course of their careers, that if they get out of contention, there's no difference between finishing third and finishing 24th. You know, you don't win, you don't win. Like, it, it's the Tiger thing. I mean, obviously, these players aren't put together financially the way Tiger is or the way any PGA Tour player is yet. Hopefully, we can change that. Hopefully, the betting world is going to bring more eyes and more interest to this professional sport and this gender of professional sport because the golf is just as good. Uh, so they need to be making more money than they are. But there are players that are much more well-off than others. And I don't know, that motivation on Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon this week to convert that you know T25 into T12, I don't know if Norquist has that. Sarah Schmelzel does. She needs to keep playing well. I think that's going to be an ownership leverage, and I think that's, again, another person that is motivated to not only win but to finish, you know, top 10. And Yulu, I'm going back to her. Her price went down. I believe she was at 77 last week. She's down to 72. I don't know. She's she's going to be low-owned. Um, Gabriella Ruffles is also at 7,200. She's going to be very highly owned. Ziyu Lin is also at 7,200. She's been basically double the ownership of Yulu every week. And they're playing virtually the same golf. Yulu actually has a better average finish position. She's missed one cut. And that finish position includes that missed cut. So she has one missed cut. Ziyu Lin does not. Um, and she's finishing six, six spots better than her on average. The four cuts she's made, she's been in the top 20 in all four. Very, very steady. She's playing very good golf. She went 16th, 19th, miscut, 19th, 17th. So consistent. Uh, at 7,200, you don't find players that are consistent like that. She's a great putter. She's a great iron player. She's a little erratic off the tee, but on a course like we're playing this week, she's a little a tick above average on distance. She may be able to dial it down a little bit, hit some three woods, find the fairway some way, and put, the, put those irons in that putter to work. Uh, if she does that, she has a good chance to break out of the top 20 rut and get into the top 10. Um, a couple of plays that I don't like here. Like I said, on an Orquist, it's not that I don't like her particularly this week. It's just that I think that there are better options and I'm going to get away from that ownership at that price. It's difficult to play the chalk this cheap. I did it last week and it brutally failed. Um, so I'm not doing that again. Gabby Lopez, um, I'm not playing her, but... It's not like uh, I'm telling you do not play her. It's I'm not playing her because her game is too volatile. And at this price point, I want there are players here that are showing a, a lot more consistency. So I'm going to take that and kind of shy away from Gabby Lopez and just watching her shoot 66 one day and 77 the next day. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sweat the cut because it seems like she does that every single week. I, I, I mean... I'm going to do that anyways with some players. It's, it's very difficult to get all your players through the cut. 
especially if you're playing, you know, more than three lineups where you have, you know, a 20 plus player pool, chances are you're going to miss some cuts. Her missed cut probability is a little bit higher than some of the other players in this range just because of the volatility of her game. Gabriella, Gabriella Ruffles at 72. Um, it's kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm not playing her because, not because of her as a player, but because of her ownership. Her ownership is going to be too high, and I like Yulu a lot better at the same price. And I like Miram Lee, which I didn't even mention before, I don't think. Um, I like Miram Lee at 7300 just you know, $100 above, and her ownership is going to be one-eighth of what Ruffles is. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of shy away from that for that reason. And Cheyenne Knight, outright fade. Uh, she's a popular player. A lot of people know who she is. She's, you know, she runs about 10 to 12% owned each week. And at 7000 I think there's going to be a lot of people jumping on it because it's a pretty big price drop from what she's been. But there's a reason her price went down. She's been playing really bad. Missed cut back-to-back weeks. Uh, so now she's a 3 of 5 for the short season. She's only producing 6x value on DraftKings. She's a tick below average in putting. Her irons are tore average. She's medi- I mean, she's 7,000 for a reason. Like I said, she's very mediocre at that ownership and the way she's playing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going there. Jennifer Song, also at 7,000. She's going to be fairly highly owned. She's going to be you know 6 to 8%, and she's just not playing well. Also missed back-to-back cuts. She came in 90th. 95th overall in my model at that ownership I, i'm not i'm not touching it all right last but not least let's get into the 6000s i'm not reading them off because there's 80 players in this range and there's frankly not as many that i like as there's been lately because you know DraftKings has figured this out so all these players are the players that belong down here i'm just going to point out a couple uh bronte law at 6900 i like her a lot this week she's made four or four cuts nothing crazy uh, all of them are outside the top 40, but she's making the cuts. If you get me a $6,900 player to make the cut, just accumulate four rounds worth of DraftKings points and then you know hit some gems up top, you're golden. Uh, she's been playing very consistently. Her, the worst part of her game this season has been her putting. However, it's been trending upward. The, numbers, the overall number still doesn't look good, but she gained strokes putting for the first time last week, and it's been gradually moving up each week. So that's something that I'm not as concerned about as I had been in the past, uh, which is why I haven't played her. And she's also really short. Um, she loses nine strokes to the field in driving distance. Again, that doesn't matter so much this week. That mattered to me, you know, the first three tournaments. And she was making cuts and I was fading her. She just kept making cuts. However, she wasn't performing real well. But the shorter golf courses, the putter's trending up. I think this is a good a good time for her to make a little bit of noise, maybe get inside the top 30. Um, and I think she's going to be, you know, 2 to 3% owned. I also like Dana Finkelstein at 6,200. This one's a little interesting. She's another player. She's made every cut. However, nothing inside the top 40. Similar to Law, trending upward. Producing almost 9x value on DraftKings. She's going to be under, 6%, under 3% owned. $6,200 to find somebody that has made every cut and played pretty much every event, that's rare. Uh, so I'm going to take advantage of that. Go back up top a little bit more. Uh, Kelly Tan at 6,800. I like her a lot. She might be my favorite play in this range. She's been trending up for the last three to four weeks. Uh, she's got a great short game. 
She's going to be less than 5% owned, uh, $6,800. I mean, she's making cuts, performing well, producing 8x value on DraftKings. She's a very good putter, well above tour average, and basically mediocre in every other stat. You you give me average irons, average tee to green, and great putting at $6,800, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to, I'm going to play it. And I'm going right back to the well with Ryan O'Toole. I was screaming at everybody to play her last week. I played her in, I think, 14 of my 24 lineups, whatever it was. Brutal fail. Cost me a lot of money. $6,800. And I think there's going to be a handful of people that felt that burn last week. She was, I think, the second highest owned player in the field last week. I think she was like 25% owned. Um, So 25% of the people are reeling about the fact that you know she burned you at seven thousand and basically cost you a chance to really make some money her price didn't move all that much and last week if you look at the numbers she didn't play bad she putted horrendously she hit 78 percent of her fairway 70 percent of her greens for the two rounds however she putted horribly lost three strokes to the field in putting in two rounds however it was the only negative strokes gained putting event of the season for her she's been putting very well which is why she had made four or four cuts leading into last week but I, I don't see why she can't get it together she didn't lose any other part of her game she was hitting the ball really well um hitting a lot of greens hitting a lot of fairways just couldn't get the ball in the hole um she had i think like four or five three putts i mean it was just a disaster on the greens you clean that up, get back to your your normal. All you need to do is get back to your norm. You're looking at a top 30, which is all I want from you. Um, even with last week's missed cut, her average finishing position this season is 36th. Sign me up. At 6,800, I'm going right back to it. I'm hoping that that ownership drops dramatically because of what she did last week. Also, I'm going back to Aditya Shock. Uh, last week, I mentioned her briefly. She wasn't one of my favorite 6K plays, but she is someone that I have been playing lately. I played her, I think, in one or two last week, and I'm playing her again this week. She's made all five cuts. She's played every event since the Tournament of Champions. She didn't qualify for that one. Since then, she's played all five. She's made every cut. Nothing crazy. Um, basically, everything is outside the top 23. Uh, her best finish is 23rd. So everything is outside that, but it's you know 48th, 23rd, 44th, 67th, not good, and 37th. Or 34th. I can't read my own writing. Might be 33. I don't know what that is. I can't read it. I, I got shitty handwriting. I'm sorry. Still, at $6,600, if, you know, four of your five events, you're inside the top 50, and all five you make the cut, that's all I want. All I want. She's an excellent putter. Relatively short, but that doesn't matter. She's really good with her irons and really good on the greens. Really good. Really accurate. She's gaining a lot of strokes and driving accuracy, losing and driving distance, which doesn't matter. You know, she's just making the weekends every week. She came in 50, 65th in my model. Um, she is the 79th ranked player, or priced player. So, you know, still gaining a little bit of value there in that price range. That's kind of all I'm looking for. Also, if you want a huge dart throw, um, basically a free square in your DraftKings roster, I'm going to sprinkle in a little bit of Na Yeon Choi. Na Yan Choi at 6100 Very cheap. I played a $6,000 player a couple weeks ago. She made the cut. 
Um, so I'm going to try to throw another dart at a $6,100 player and play Choi. Um, she's only played two events. She missed the cut. Last week she came in 41st. However, she's a great iron player, very good putter, and she's going to be less than 1% owned. And that's going to give you a lot of flexibility to go up top and get basically two 10K players of your choice. And you might even be able to get an 8K player and two 7s mixed in with that 6-1. Um, or, you know, throw in an, an upper 6. And then you can really throw out a pretty good lineup with, you know, Jin Young-Ko, Nelly Korda, uh, Leona McGuire, and then probably even like someone in the 7s. You can make a great lineup with this. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to take that shot. You know, I'm going to sprinkle in and she's going to be maybe 10% of my lineup, maybe 20% of my lineups, nothing crazy. Uh, I'm not going to put all my chips in on a $6,100 player. However, I, I think down below 65, I think she's the best play. Um, maybe outside Dana Finkelstein, who I mentioned earlier, those two, I'm going to kind of sprinkle into a couple and, and see what happens if they hit the cut then. I like my chances this week. Uh, basically, the only two that I'm going to mention as a fade, uh, basically, you can just assume that every name that I don't mention, I'm not going to be playing. Uh, this is a 6K range for a reason. Ashley Buhai, uh, she's been trending down ever since the start of the season. Hasn't looked good. She's losing strokes with both her irons and her putting. Um, she's a player that gets a little bit of ownership. Um each week, she's usually in like that seven to nine percent range, and at sixty nine hundred dollars, um, I like I like Law more, and then you drop to sixty eight, I like Tan more, I like O2 more. There's just other options in that range that I like much better, and I think are going to have lower ownership, and I I believe their floors are higher. She's missed back to back cuts, not playing real well real well right now. Um, the other one was one of my favorite plays last week. I was dead wrong. Came crashing back down to earth. Uh, Christina Kim at $6,700. She's down in this range for a reason. She was playing exceptionally well those first two weeks. Putting really well those first two weeks. So I, I thought we could ride it into last week on a course that she was familiar with and had a lot. Or not a course, but a tournament that she was she had a lot of good memories from. Didn't work. She played awful. Just I think she shot 76 day one and she was out of it. She would have had to shoot 8 under on day two. Um, didn't work. Not playing her this week. It's just she came crashing back down to earth. Even if she does make the cut, she's not going to contend. This is kind of where she is as a player now. She might flash every once in a while. We saw it already, so I'm going to wait till it happens again. I'm not going to be a, uh, I'm not going to be early on it. I I was late, obviously, uh, and I missed I missed the train, so I'm I'm out, not playing her. That's all I got this week. I'll be honest with you. I haven't even looked at the betting card yet. Uh, or the betting board yet? I don't know the odds. I'm going to assume Lydia Ko is you know seven eight to one MB Park. Jin Young Ko right behind her, probably in that range. I'll I'll look in that. I'll I'll tweet out my my uh, bets for the week. You can follow me. I'm at Joe Butter underscore on Twitter. Little toot of my own horn. I reached 500 followers, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but if you're interested, I I throw out a couple nuggets. You know, leading up to the event, which could help you and you know, your final roster construction. Uh, so go ahead and give me a follow. I'm at Joe Butter underscore. I apologize for my shitty voice this week. I, I haven't been feeling well. My entire family has been dealing with a cold. No COVID. We've all got tested. Only because I got two small children and not taking any chances there. But safe there. Just not feeling well. Uh, we'll be back 
to normal next week. We may have a guest next week. Um, so kind of look forward to that. I thought we were going to have one this week, but due to the Wednesday start and, you know, me recording on Monday, releasing Tuesday, the logistics of it didn't really work out with, with the guest. Uh, but since next week we're going back to Thursday with, with the players uh, getting that extra day to travel to Singapore, we may be able to get him on for a Tuesday record. Uh, so that would be awesome. That's all I got for you. Let's go win some money and have some fun. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.